Hello, folks. This is Princess. You are listening to the Millennial Mustard Seed Podcast. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to share with your friends. It's tough. We're in a very tough spot. I think that what we're doing right now is of great benefit and virtue because it's an end around between this whole corrupt informational system, media system. We claim to believe in a God who spoke the universe into existence and literally raised himself from the dead. And yet we're not going to believe that anything else exists in the spirit realm, even though his word tells us that they do. Their bodies weren't permitted to go to sleep like humans do. And they weren't permitted to go to heaven. So they wander the earth. You know, I've seen the eyes turn black to unknown tongues being spoken. These giants would live way up in the highland. The young graves, the young men would hide up in the trees and wait for one of these 12 footers to come walking down the path and they would jump on them and kill them and drag them back to the village and the village would feast on the body. Then people start to get weapons, they start to get armor, they start to build cities, they start to fortify their cities. Now, God looks down and there's violence everywhere. The battle, this war that we are at, is not against each other. It's against these principalities and these rulers and these archons in the high places. It's really worthwhile to read the Bible yourself. Fear is one of the primary drivers of mind control because we have to take every thought captive and resist fear. You're going to have a testimony that is a justice case against the kingdom of darkness. Welcome back to the Millennial Mustard Seed Podcast. I'm your host, Rod, and thank you for being here with me for another awesome episode. Now, this is an interview I did on Hospice Encounters, Piercing the Veil with Marie. She has an awesome podcast where she dives into hospice encounters, literally sharing stories from the RN's perspective, people that may have survived, or just all the unique experiences of people that are leaving this temporary earthly vessel and moving on to the next realm. She reached out to me. She wanted to interview me on her show. She's been listening to the Millennium Mustard Seed for a while now. So I hope you guys enjoy this. I know I've talked about my near-death encounter a lot recently, but I do jump into a bit more than the near-death encounter in this cool short episode here. I talk about my daughter Sienna's experience a little bit more in depth, I guess you could say, and I also share a vision that I had about four years ago, give or take. So please go over to Hospice Encounters Piercing the Veil with Marie and leave her a five-star rating and review and check out some of the content she's got. It's really good stuff. You guys, please leave me that five-star rating and review. Write me a review on Apple Podcasts. I'm going to do an episode here soon reading the reviews on Apple Podcasts because we have so many awesome people who have written us reviews over the years. And if you guys want to partner with me, you can find the details in the show notes. Help us in our time of need. We have big visions, big plans, and we believe God is going to meet all of our needs. And he may want to use some of you guys out there listening to help bring that to pass. So I encourage you guys to donate, subscribe, share the episode, pray for us. All that stuff is necessary for what is coming down the pipeline. 
And I'm not going to waste any more time. This is a super cool mini episode with Marie from Hospice Encounters Piercing the Veil. And I'm ready to jump right into it. So let's go. Welcome to Hospice Encounters. In this podcast, we'll share hospice and end-of-life stories in a safe and encouraging environment. We hope you find some hope, healing, and comfort by hearing from others' encounters, no matter what season you may be in. Welcome to Hospice Encounters. Tonight, we're going to pierce the veil with a testimony from Rod Smith for Millennial Mustard Seed Podcast. Welcome, Rod. It is an honor to be here with you. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you. Well, I think I am going to just let you take the floor and tell us your testimony. Yeah, so the way it started with me is I I didn't grow up in the church. Uh, We were Easter Christmas Christians, if I could say it like that. And uh, But I've always kind of had a supernatural life. And so a few things happened along the way. But one of the big things that definitely fits your show is I had a near-death encounter about 19 or 20 years old. Okay. I had gotten jumped by about eight different guys at the time. And uh, it wasn't just a black eye. They pretty much beat me into the ground. And I guess you could say I was riding the veil. <laughs> I wasn't, didn't cross all the way over to the other side, but uh, I started to have an out-of-body experience. Okay. And that was a really huge shifting point for me. And I just want to say I really appreciate what you do. Here on your podcast, I've listened to quite a few episodes, and this this is good because the PTSD and just holding in the experience can be difficult for people. So to have a place to air out experiences and uh, talk about some of the darker things that have happened, and sometimes they're good stories, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Absolutely. But yeah, for me, Marie, it was it was interesting because I didn't really have a concept of what would happen after after life here on this earth. I, I never really thought about it. You know, when you're young, we feel invincible, right? Right. Uh, we can do anything and, and nothing can stop us. And, and that's kind of the mentality I had for a long time. But I was definitely humbled. And during my near-death encounter, God really used that to open up my eyes to the fact that there's so much going on, so many deeper things than just growing up, living life figuring out what to do with your life, hanging out with your friends, all the stuff that a late teen would be concerned with. To recount the experience can be difficult at times. I've shared it a, a few other times on air. Okay. And this is something that for years I didn't I didn't really talk about. It's kind of like everybody I grew up with, they knew the story and then it just kind of became something where I was like, well, it kind of hurts to go there because <laughs> mine wasn't bright light encounter, if you will. Okay. But uh, I'll just dive into it here. So... I, I get jumped. Uh, I have trauma to my face from this uh, this encounter with these guys. It's it's very late, maybe two o'clock in the morning, and I remember just kind of fading out. You know, I couldn't hear anything. I didn't really see anything, and uh, I just remember darkness. And then I was feeling like I was leaving my body, which was really difficult for me because I wanted to stay in my body. Sure, I did not want to leave. And as I laid on the pavement. I started to sit up and then I would go to sit back and fall through my body, like down into the asphalt. And I remember thinking, this is not right. I don't want to leave my physical body. It was a shock for me being I never thought about this before and 
everything happens so quick, but it, but it also feels like time slows down. And I'm caught in this weird place of trying to sit perfectly within my physical body, knowing that the essence of who I am from my pineal gland all the way down to my solar plexus, the me, my sense of humor, my character, my, my energy, me, right? It, it's coming out of me. And it was traumatizing. And there's not much more to it than that. Sure. You know, I went to the hospital then and my brain swelled up and tapped the inside of my skull. I didn't see any bright lights during this experience. Um, I didn't have any pain when it was happening. I, I, I couldn't even say it was numb. It kind of felt like being in water almost, Marie, like a really super thin pressure. But it, it just... Okay. The lingering effects of that, right? 19 or 20 years old. The PTSD that developed was really probably the hardest thing for me to work through with my near-death encounter. The question mark, what's really going to happen if I died? I mean, I should have died that night. Where would have I went? Who am I really? What am I really made of? These are all things that just blasted into my young mind and and really changed my direction of life. Okay. It was a very interesting experience for me. Well, let me ask you a few questions. Since I'm a nurse, of course, my brain thinks that way. (laughs) Yeah. Did you have any, did you hear any voices? I mean, as, as these people, they beat you, but did, so they probably left, left you alone, right? Yeah. Did you hear anything? That was, that's usually that one sense that we all kind of wonder. Did you hear anything in the natural or in the supernatural? Nothing. Okay. It was dead silent. And I can't really remember where my hearing completely left. I remember like hearing the commotion and obviously screaming and, you know, this was a house party that got crashed. So there was quite a bit of people around when all of this started. Okay. But when I entered into like this dark gray area where I was no longer in my physical body to be able to move around and operate, I didn't hear anything. Yeah, it was eerily quiet. Did you ask for help? Did you say anything to yourself or to to the nothingness or? I had this very very stubborn feeling that I did not want to leave my body. Nope, not going there. Okay. I had this feeling I, I do not want to leave my body, not not coming out. Right. I didn't know it was it wasn't like fear, but it was like this isn't the normal operation. And that's why I kept trying to sit into my body, Marie, because it's like I, I don't know the function. I don't know where I'm supposed to go, what's happening. It just happened so quick that I remember being like, whatever happens, just stay right here with your body. Go back into your body. That's that was the wrestling match. And that is frightening to to those who haven't experienced anything like that, to those who have, but that's the fear, you know, to separate in what's what is out there. How did that lead you to your relationship? And I'm assuming a relationship with Jesus. How did that change? When did things change for you after you healed physically from this experience? Yeah, it's quite a long and drawn out story. I always tell everybody I didn't have like my Saul turns into Paul moment. You know, nothing really happened like overnight for me. It was just long process. But I was dealing with the the bigger questions of life now. I wasn't very much interested in anything else other than trying to work out this experience for quite a few years. I'd say into easily my early 20s, I would read books. I looked into different religions. You know, I read the Quran. I read the Bible. I read, you know, about Hinduism and the Bhagavad Gita. I mean, you name it. I was diving into all of this different stuff just with this big question mark. What's going to happen when I die? Now, now, I had some supernatural encounters when I was younger and, and had the inkling. I always knew that God was real, but I didn't really have like parameters. Like, how do I 
come to him. How does this look? I mean, yeah, I find myself surrendering my heart to Jesus in a very dark place and just saying to him, regardless of this outcome, whatever happens, if you are who you say you are, meet me where I'm at. Okay. Help me make sense of this. I can't do this on my own. And, and that's when the Bible, the rhema of the Bible started to jump for me. The, the living word started to become alive. I started to feel there's so much more here than I've ever been told. And it became this personal relationship where just a, a year or two later, I get baptized in Jesus' name. And then I, I start this process where, uh, in leaving many climaxes out, but just to kind of hit like the 30,000 foot view here, it led me to dealing with the strange and the supernatural things, not being afraid to go there, you know, being like, well, this is my experience. And God was helping me work through, hey, there's other strange and supernatural things that other people experience too. And it just got me going deeper, not needing a license from a pastor or not needing other people to agree with me, just being like, you know what, God, this is weird. I don't have a lot of answers, but but I want to dive into these deeper questions. I want to dive into what your word says, and, and I'm going to walk on this road with you and see where it goes. And that kind of brings us to today. Well, I want to dive into some of these supernatural experiences because you're skirting around, but there must be some experiences that you could share with my audience because I really want to help people understand that there is a veil and that we get to go. It's not like we get to go through it, but there's moments that it gets thin. Yeah, this is very true. So, so this is one I've only talked about briefly on my show, and I'm still wrestling through what to do with this. But I was seven years old, and my aunt, my dad's sister, my Aunt Connie, was living with us at the time. And she was really into the Bible, reading it, okay, preaching the word. She was really the only one in the family that was like radical, like the Bible, you know, and talking about the depths of the scriptures. But as a young seven-year-old, I'm just sitting there playing with a Batman toy. Sure. And she's talking with somebody on the phone. And back in the 90s, our phones, if you have younger listeners, had long, 10-foot-long curly cords on some of the house phones. Right, right. And I just remember her walking around talking about Jesus and love and light. And I was sitting there, and in my young seven-year-old mind, I said, if a God like that is real, I will serve him someday. And Marie, I, in a split second, I found myself up in the top right-hand corner of the room, engulfed in light. Wow. And I'm looking down at my seven-year-old self, looking at myself with this Batman toy. And I don't remember what was told to me. I know it was important, but I don't, I don't remember what was told to me. I just remember feeling comfort and warmth and feeling like everything was going to be okay, feeling like everything made sense, but not knowing any of those details of that makes sense. It's like you got a supernatural download, yeah. but you didn't get to keep the memories of it, but you knew it's like you, it's like a flash, right? Oh my gosh, yes. You remember the flash, you remember it being bright, but you don't remember how bright, how long. No. Maybe those things kind of things. Yeah. And I put it on the back burner and I would hold on to it throughout life. It would just, I would be reminded of it intermittently. I just, it was like this ancient mystery and just wondering like, longing for for understanding that you know and i would just revisit that experience just in my own mind as years went on but i never really had anybody to talk to like at 7 years old i didn't have a language for that i didn't know how to explain it to people right and even when i got older by the time i'm 15 or 16 i'm running around acting like a grown up and uh it wasn't the coolest thing to talk about amongst the millennial generation at the time absolutely not 
but after the near-death encounter and then my daughter had a significant supernatural encounter that helped helped me face face some things in life too and these different climaxes really just solidified a, a deeper faith within me so I'll, I'll talk really quickly about my my daughter so I have a set of twins that will be 16 this coming year okay and when my daughter Sienna and my son Riley were about two and a half or three years old we were living in Jacksonville Florida at the time and forgive me this one does still get me pretty emotional but it was a rough spot in life. Um, I was not with their mother, but I was living with the kids and working and her grandmother uh, favored me and was coming to babysit the kids. And it, it was just the three of us. It was me and these two beautiful, beautiful twins. And, and I'm still working through PTSD at this time from the out-of-body experience in the, in the very early 20s. Okay. And one night my daughter wakes up and comes into my room uh, very late. I, I forget what time, but somewhere probably in between 1 and 3 a.m. And she's lit up like a light bulb. My thoughts are, what are you doing awake, kid? Like, what is going on? She's smiling and glowing. And she says, Dad, Dad, they're so beautiful. They're so beautiful, Dad. And I'm going, what are you talking about? So I jump up out of my bed. Uh, she came from her room across the hall. And I'm looking around just like, why, why do you look like you've been out running at the park? You know, like you're wide awake. Like, what is going on? I didn't hear you. None of this really makes sense. And she just grabs my hand and says, Dad, they are so beautiful. You should have seen them, Dad. They're gorgeous. I was with them. I was dancing. And now I'm like, was somebody out front of her window? Like, I just, I'm very, in this simple place in my mind, like, check my doors, check my windows. Somebody tried to steal my baby, you know? Right. And I'm running around and, and checking everything. And she's going, no, no, Dad, Dad, they're so beautiful. It's going to be okay. And it, that kind of pricked me. And I'm like, I get down lower eye to eye with her. So I get down onto my knees and I say, Sienna, what happened? And she, she was lit up like a little light bulb and she's smiling and she wanted to dance and she's, dad, they're so beautiful. It's going to be okay. They're so bright, dad. They're so bright. She's saying to me and she says, God heard your prayer. It's going to be okay. And at this point in time, I got punched in my gut, Marie. Oh, I'm like, what? We don't go to church. I don't read the Bible with you. I'm like, what? God. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm like wrestling with what's going on here during this time of life. And she says, God heard your prayer and it's going to be okay. So out of the mouth of a babe, my daughter is telling me she has this experience with, with three beings that were super bright. I remember pointing out the window at a streetlight at the time, because we lived in the city and saying, Sienna, bright like that. And she said, no, 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 dad. They're so bright. They're so beautiful. She kept just saying how bright and how beautiful they were. And she talks about these three beings that danced with her up in the air above the house and they laughed with her and that they were beautiful and that they wanted her to tell me it was going to be okay. Wow. Weeks before that, because I had dealt with a lot of suicidal ideations from the PTSD, depression, oppression, big time from the 19, 20 year old near death encounter experience. Right. And one particular time, the, the kids weren't home and we had a storm blow in and it was a bad storm in Florida. The banana trees were blowing sideways kind of storm. I had the front door open and I was beating the ground and screaming and crying out to God. If you're real, you got to answer me. I can't keep going on this way. I don't feel like I belong. I don't feel like I fit in. I have this anxiety of like, what's going to happen when I die? You know, just continual discomfort at that time in life. And uh, I just, I cried and yelled out to God, answer me. 
are you real? I'm trying to pick up a Bible. I'm trying to read. I'm inquiring about you. I, just yelling to him, I'm no good, but, but are you good like they say you are? And little did I know, God would use the mouth of a babe to confirm this uh, just a few weeks later through this angelic encounter that my, my daughter had. Wow. That's awesome. And these are, these are the climaxes. This is why I am who I am today. This is why I dive into the weird. This is why I love listening to other people's stories more, more than I like sharing my own because I'm afraid to get emotional on air. Sometimes I'm like, ah, I like listening better, but, uh, this, this is why I do what I do. So that's okay. I realized how many stories I had when I'm doing my podcast for hospice explained and I'm thinking I'll have 20 episodes. I'll be done. And you know, I've got over 70. I don't think they're all public, you know, not all published. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, but I have other stories. How am I going to get them out? Yeah. So I understand stories and I, I really understand not having a platform to share them. So that's why I created my own podcast. So I have my own platform because they are different. And like you said, you listen to mine. So you probably heard my angel story, you know, the guardian angel story. I told one person, I think at the time and didn't, and they gave me some, you know, well, you should have outdrove them or something. And it's like, you can't out. I couldn't. <laughs> Doesn't work that way. <laughs> and it was like, no. And it was like, it just wasn't, it wasn't a, the rational explanations for how to get out of the situation weren't real. Otherwise I must've needed my guardian angel. And just like your daughter got to see them they must have been needed. God uses what he needs at the time, right? Absolutely. And so, you know, at the time I needed apparently protection more than I even realized. Mm -hmm. But talking about it, yeah, that's the hard part. Yeah. It's not everybody has, I mean, even the faith. My my parents grew up Lutheran and they never talked about, you know, a lot of wild and crazy supernatural experiences. Here's a story I've never told I remember camping and we went and got there like at probably midnight, you know, some crazy, terrible time. And we were having trouble. My pa I was probably seven, you know, my parents were trying to set up the tent and it's probably raining. We're in Western Washington. And all of a sudden, like four guys showed up out of nowhere, set up our tent and disappeared. And my mom's like, they must have been angels unaware. Wow. And all I could focus on is, yeah. well, what does unaware mean? I, you know, I'm seven. And I thought about that recently yeah. and I thought they might have been, they might have just been nice guys, but they literally, the whole campground's asleep. We're trying to set up these tents in the dark and not trying not to wake up everybody. And four guys showed up, put up our tent and disappeared. Yeah. And it was kind of like, I don't know if they drove off or, you know, I don't know all those details, but my mom was quite convinced that she got supernatural help and I'm sure she prayed for it. So there you go. That That is a fascinating story. And this is why it's important that we have podcasts like this. We have episodes like this because I've noticed that the campfire stories, right? Like yep. people that will sit around in an intimate group, two or three people. Yep. And sometimes you'll get the realness from them, right? They'll actually start opening up and sharing crazy experiences, dark experiences, good experiences, dreams, visions. And it's like, but when the week starts, they put on a suit, right? And there's some accountant for some firm in Philadelphia. But like, you know, you get to see the realness when you enter into to conversations in an intimate setting. Exactly. Well, to be able to do that on a podcast and, and to be able to actually encourage other people, you know, there's there's people out there listening going, you know what? It's triggering me to remember and giving me a license that it's okay to go there. It's okay. 
to talk about what you experienced. And I think that this it is it's so important what you're doing. Oh, thank you. I agree. And for those who haven't listened to Rod's, I really do encourage because I am one of his subscribers on the Millennial Mustard Seed podcast. Did I say that right? Yeah, <laughs> it's a mouthful. Why don't you tell my audience a little bit more about what you do on your podcast? Yeah, so we're on season four this year. So season five will start just in a few months here. And the idea was to interview people from a diversity of backgrounds. Like I don't really take one lane. We've covered everything from the giant, the Nephilim Genesis 6-4, alien encounters, near-death encounters, stories of encouragement, stories of just changing and revelation and dreams and visions and, and how people still today are being healed and getting baptized. And it's just seeing the power of God move. So it's a really wide spectrum, quite a interesting number of guests I've had on all the way from the person next door up to theologians, doctors, academia. It's just really a cool podcast to get a big overview of some of these Christian topics, stuff that you will not hear about at your Sunday service or on a Wednesday night. So we like to break down the walls a little bit of the religious, I guess you could say the denominational preferences do not exist on the millennial mustard seed. We, uh, we go everywhere and discuss everything. So. I don't think God has denominations either. He, he definitely doesn't. So <laughs> this is good. I agree. I agree. I just really do encourage everyone to listen to Rod's podcast. It is very good. I've been listening for a while now and I enjoy it a lot too. Well, Rod, do you have any other piercing the veil, supernatural encounters that you you might think weren't that big of a story, but you know, you might encourage somebody by sharing it? Yeah, I had a vision a few years ago. This is actually, I shared it on one of the very early episodes of the podcast. And I was driving from New York City um, to where I live in southeastern Pennsylvania, which is about an hour and a half drive at that time. And it was right before, I believe it was July 4th. And I was thinking about the, the men who had went down and laid their lives for this freedom that everybody likes to talk about, but we don't really know what happened or what the meaning of it was anymore. It's kind of been lost in, in our culture. And I get this download while I'm on the interstate. And I looked around and there was just fire out in the distance. It's just everything was being engulfed in fire. And I was in the middle of this valley. So I'm viewing myself and I had sweat pouring down off of me and my veins are popping out of my arms and my neck. And, and I look like I'm straining and I cry up to God and I say, Lord, where are you? And I look up and there's the cross. I just see the cross and blood drips down off of it and hits my right shoulder. And immediately I felt comfort. And that's one little, one little thing that I've held on to that, that I remember from time to time. And I just want to encourage your audience that if you guys had visions or dreams, we, we test the spirit. You know, the word of God encourages us, test the spirit. Test these things out. Go to the throne room of grace and time of help. Inquire. Talk with God. Lord, are you using this to teach me, to encourage me, to get my focus right? And God works in mysterious ways. So I just really quick want to read this verse from Psalm 60, verse 61. Hear my cry, O God. Attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Nice. I agree. Test him. Ask. Don't just assume a spirit or a supernatural experience is from God, because I agree, it's, they're not all from God. Exactly. You have to be careful and test the spirits and just, 
you know, be careful. You don't want to search out for the wrong experience either. Very well said. Yeah. And, and he tells us to come to him anytime, any time of the day, night. He's there for us. There, there's power in the name of Jesus. And, and thank you so much for having me to just air some of these topics out. And Oh, you're welcome. Uh, I was a little bit nervous in the beginning because so, they're emotional. <laughs> and I'm like, every time I'm like, I don't want to get stuck in this place in my head where I kind of lose, lose my train of thought or just try to not relive it. But I appreciate your outlet and for you giving me the space to be able to share this on air. Thank you. Well, Rod, you know, sharing your emotions, I think men and women do definitely view it differently, but it is okay to have an emotional response because that's such a, it's a big deal. Usually I think those supernatural experiences are a big deal. Like my other supernatural experience that was so big where I saw what could be, I don't know if you heard this one, but like a stargate Mm. essentially is what I would say I saw. I didn't think about it at the time that it was a stargate, but you know. Yeah. I didn't say a word to anybody for probably two or three years. You know, I might have, I don't think I said anything to anybody. I don't remember, but, and it's not that it was emotional for me, but it's still, it's um, just even so, some of this stuff is hard to talk about. So you're right. I have opened this up. I do want people reach out to me, email me. If you want to talk about these subjects and you want me to listen to your supernatural experiences, I have a podcast and I want to hear it. We want to talk about it. So definitely thank you, Rod, for coming on my show. And if you hear this, it might be because I sent the whole show over to Rod's podcast. I'm Rod from the Millennial Mustard Seed podcast, and I spell it M-I-L-L-E-N-N-I-A-L. Come over and check us out. Hopefully you find something you like. It was an honor to be here with you, Marie, on hospice encounters and and the veil thinning. I think that that's super cool. The veil definitely is thinning in this day and age. So stay strange, you guys, and inquire with the Lord. Read the Bible and keep your eyes and ears open. Be surprised what you can hear and see. Amen. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. You are welcome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Hospice Encounters. If you have a story for Hospice Encounters, you can email marie at hospiceencounters.com. Additionally, you can leave a voicemail at 206-705-3080. And in the email or voicemail, please state if you consent to have your story read or recording played in a future podcast. Also, please leave a five-star rating and written review. And don't forget to share this podcast to help encourage others. Thank you. Thank you.